Welcome to the Journey of a Misfit with Valerie Hayes and Katrina King. How can I not be judged when your spirit's in this place? How can I not be moved when you're when you're around me? Hey, welcome to Journey of a Misfit. This is Valerie Hayes. This is Katrina King. And it is great to be back with you guys. Hope everybody had a good week. Hope you were able to experience the presence of God in some way. How was your week, Katrina? It was good. Yeah? It was good. My It gets crazy busy with work some days, and some days it just I'm trying to figure out stuff to do besides play Candy Crush. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Never played that before. I actually had two really, really great days this week. Actually, today and yesterday. My um, boss sent me to a two-day training with this incredible woman who wrote a book, Kristen Sowers, I believe is her name. And it's an educational book, but it's, it's based on like trauma and resiliency. And I mean, it just like, I was just like, amen, amen through the whole thing. And it was really good, just really, really good. And I, I love, it's, it's, I really feel like the things that we were talking about, although we were focused on like the school setting and what that might look like um, with kids, I just think it transcends little people into adults and like it's just universal. Just the concept of awareness of um, the wounds that people have and why they respond the way they respond and, um, and identifying what area they're need is you know like what, what's the area and they basically talked to she talked about three different areas of need and there's behaviors that correlate that you know so for example a person who um, their need is their insecurity their their area that's a little off is if if the need is relationships their behavior might be that they're clingy that they need attention that they are <laughs> They have FOMO, <laughs> fear of missing out. Oh, um, you know, they, that's you. I just made that up. Um, <laughs> and then the other one, the um, responsibility one, the the need the person has there is to be in control, mm. because again, something in their life is not, and so. You and I talked about that. Yeah, about and it was just, I mean, it was a very affirming two days because it was a lot of what I already knew. But, you know, sometimes you just get a presentation and a neat little package and mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, that's beautiful. So I was just, my bucket's full. I, I love it. I'm excited to get back to work. And and um, the girl that, I, that went with me, we've got some really good ideas about how we want to implement this in the school and with our staff. You know, because anywhere you work, whether you're working with children or you're working with adults, you're working with the general population, um, you always just have to be aware that everybody's carrying around a bunch of luggage, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, that, and and I love it because she said, we just, we just need to be human to each other. And I think that that's just so true. And I think a lot of times we don't take time to just be human mm-hmm. to each other. Um, we're just consumed with ourselves or we're consumed with what's going on externally in our little cyber world. Um, and we miss what's right in front of us. Was it Charles Schultz? You know, he's the creator of Charlie Brown. Yes. Wasn't yes. it him that said, in, in a world where you can be anything, be kind? Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Choose kindness. Yes. That's good. All right. So tonight, what our topic that we were going to kind of dive into with you guys is the word acceptance. 
and and Katrina and I, we always kind of chat and talk about like, hey, what what angle do you want to take with this? And gosh, there's so many we could take, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we could talk about acceptance of expectations not being met. We could acceptance of other people, acceptance of ourself, acceptance of, I mean, there's so many angles we could take. That's where I took it was acceptance of self because I'm okay. so, so, so critical of myself. Mm, yeah. I'm very um, forgiving of people, mm-hmm. of a lot of people. I mean, of everybody mm-hmm. pretty much. I'm a very mm-hmm. forgiving per- per- person, but not of myself. Mm-hmm. And there's thing. I mean, so I, that acceptance of self and I think acceptance and forgiveness. Mm-hmm kind of go hand in hand well and and i was going to say and i think what else there maybe a triangle there is um acceptance forgiveness and grace you know i mean which grace and forgiveness are kind of the same but not really i mean you know like you can have you can give grace to someone um give grace to yourself Mm. you know and we don't do that either we don't do that enough so um i love that we did a uh, this week. You know, we have Bible study mm-hmm. every Tuesday, and this week we did. Uh, the, we're all, we're, we're we've been studying the parables, and in our study this week was on the unmerciful servant, and there were some really cool stories that were included with our our um, besides Sorry. the text. Mm-hmm. But it was um, one that it was a guy who screwed up somewhere. He was, I guess, in Napoleon's army or whatever, and he said, and he messed up enough that he needed death. And but his mother went to talk to the whoever was in charge, whatever, and said, you know, can you can you let this one can you forgive him? And he said he she said he doesn't deserve forgiveness. And she goes, that's why it's grace. Mm-hmm. That or if if oh now I, I messed up the story mm-hmm. totally. It's okay. Something nobody knows that you messed it up. Well, something to that effect. <laughs> but if it's if it, it well that's why it's it wouldn't be grace if he deserved mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. That's good. And we do have to give grace to ourselves. You know, sometimes we give grace to other people, but then we don't give ourselves the same grace. So, mm-hmm. like, if someone makes a mistake or offends or does something, we, we forgive them, we give, show grace to them. And then, but if we make a mistake and offend someone else, even if they forgive us and they're like, it's no big deal, we just beat ourselves up about that, you know? Yeah. And we don't walk in that, that piece of, of, it really is okay, you know? I don't know, and maybe that's something you're struggling with. But I think um, along with kind of what you were saying too, I think, you know, one of the things that I always go back to in Scripture is, you know, when when the the discussion was being had, let me see if I can pull it up, um, where, um, you know, Jesus was asked, like, what's the greatest commandment? And and he said, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength, all your soul. Um, And the second is like it, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Um, and I think that there, it's interesting because, again, I'm like this triangle. What am I doing a triangle today for? But I think about that, and I'm like, we have to love God. We have to love God first. And we have to understand love for other people, and we understand how to love other people because God teaches us how to love. But then we also have to learn to love ourselves. And this isn't like um, this isn't like a... Uh, an idolatry kind of thing, like a putting yourself above God or putting yourself as the center. God is the center. But we can't love others if we don't love ourselves. And why I say that is because if I have issues with, um, you know, like fear of rejection or something like that, like I have my own things that I'm dealing with, I'm going to either recognize that in another person and, and 
probably judge them on that because I notice it. Like I, I recognize, oh, I know what you're doing. I know what you're because I have the same issue. Mm. Um, and it's hard for me to accept them and love them as they are. Um, or the opposite, I could be drawn to them and, and connect with them. But I, but I think it's super important that we understand um, that even in the midst of all of our yuck, and that was one of the scriptures that I thought about today was, you know, the scripture where it says that even it was in, it was while we were still sinning, mm. you know, that Christ died for us. Yeah. Like we're not, we, we don't come to Jesus perfectly. Um, we always come with our flaws and our hangups, but he loves us perfectly. Like even in all of that, he still looks at us and loves us and he loves us too much to leave us where we are so it's this process the sanctification that that he does you know and i think sometimes we don't again give ourselves grace like i'm i'm so messed up and i have all these issues and i still think these thoughts and i still do these things and i just can't come to jesus like i can't he can't accept me he's not going to accept me but i'm here to say friends that you were accepted the moment that you were conceived i mean you were like considered and thought of and i want to flip to psalm 139 really quick it's one of my favorite um, and i've read the entirety of it on this program before but if you're ever feeling um, insignificant or not important uh, real quick side note because we ha we're having a conversation out before this about fathers and how it's so incredibly true and as a counselor i see this um, and i've started asking people tell me about your relationship with your father because a lot of times what your relationship with your earthly father is, that's the way you view God. Um, and that's not original to me. I've you know heard that before and read that other places. Um, can't give credit because I don't know where I got it, probably multiple places, but I, I just believe that. And I shared that, you know, like my father, who I love, and dad, if you're ever listening, you're the greatest, I love you. He was a, an amazing provider. He was kind. He was never abusive or whatever, but he was gone because he worked nonstop. He was a provider, and so he was never there. And we never wanted for anything. So f even now, when I think of God initially, I think distant, really busy, too busy for me, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. too, he's got more things important to do than me. Too busy, but a great provider. I mean, he's a good, good father. He's so good to me, he's so kind to me, and I don't want for anything, but at our core, in our nature, we long for connection. We long for connection with our earthly father and with God. And so if you had a father that was like that, that was absent, our father loves us and he considers us and we are the apple of his eye and we are important to him and he's never too busy for us. You know, So I've had to heal, he, the Holy Spirit has healed, start, started healing that within me. And it goes the same for, you know, if you had an abusive father or, you know, I mean, so th just reflect on that. I mean, if, if you want for a moment, just reflect of when you think of your earthly father, what words come to mind? And then when you think of heavenly father, do those same words come to mind? And if they don't, and, and you have this idea of the heavenly father is just all full love and everything you ever need, beautiful, you're in a healthy place. But if you have another idea about the heavenly father, then he needs to do some repair in your heart because if it's not complete love and trust with a lack of fear, because perfect love casts out all fear, then your view of the heavenly father is just a little bit crooked, <laughs> broken, however you want to say it, and it needs skewed. to be skewed. And he wants to, he wants to heal that so much.
Okay, so let me just share a little bit of Psalm 139 with you. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before. You lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast. Um, And then I want to just skip down to um, verse 13. It says, For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. So he was there. He was present for that. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Oh my God, like that's our God. Like he knows us, he adores us. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast are they? Ooh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's our God. So if you are ever friends feeling like you don't have value, you don't have worth, God doesn't understand you, he's distant from you, go and read Psalm 139 because that is who he is. He, every morning he sees you. Every night before you go to bed, he sees you. He's with you always. He's so close to you and he adores you, you know? And so we're talking about the word acceptance and we're talking about that love for God, love for self, what love for others. Acceptance of self, acceptance of others. We can't possibly do, do that until we understand his acceptance for us and his absolute love for us. That's good. That's what I got. That's really good. Thank you for sharing that. What version is that Bible? This is the NIV. Okay. Yeah, it's the NIV. I li- it's what I've always read. I have parallel Bibles, and I like other ver- some things in other versions, but, you know, you get kind of used to the yeah, one. I, my original, my first Bible was NIV. Yeah. Actually, yeah. my first Bible, I think, was from my sister, and it was a New King James Version, but um, the first one that, that I read as a Christian was an NIV. Yeah. And that's the book that, that's the Bible that you've seen, Old Faithful. Yeah. Completely I will apart. tell you something about this one, though, because I know there was controversy out there. Um, because um, several years ago, they rewrote the 2011, NIV, they and they it. changed, and this one is that. Because I will read something, and, 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 and it's instead of it being like he or she, mm-hmm. it's like them or they. They made it gender. Um, they made it gender neutral, and to me, it doesn't really bother me, because I do that anyway. When I read scripture, I apply it to me as a woman, and so sometimes when it says he, <laughs> I'm right. like, well, that's me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I change it anyway, so I, to me, it didn't lose any meaning, and if I question it, I go and I grab my old one, and, and I notice I notice the words, but to me it doesn't necessarily change the meaning. Um, at least I haven't come across that yet. Um, and I was like, oh, that's different because I memorized that one and that is a little <laughs> different. So so again, it's it's the word and it speaks to me. So um, so, so back on the topic of, of um, just acceptance, you know, um, 
if you can wrap your head around that idea that if you're alive and you have made it, um, that, that God desires to have a relationship with you. He's always desired that. And again, even in our sin, I mean, that's when he, he sent Jesus to rescue us. He didn't wait for us to get cleaned up. I mean, we, he tried that for a while, you know, in the law. I mean, like, um, now, you know, today's the day. And don't worry about changing anything about your life today. Just say yes. Just say right. yes to Jesus. Just say yes. I want, I want this communion with God the Father, with Jesus the Son, with the Holy Spirit. I want the whole Trinity. I want the fullness of that. Um, and I promise you, and, uh, you know, the Scripture says, seek first the kingdom of God. And all these things will be added. He will take care of all those other things. He will change you from the inside out. And when I tell you he will change you, I don't want you to think, oh, my God, I'm going to be some, you know, lame you know, church lady or church. church. <laughs> I mean, you know, really, it's not like that at all. Right. It's actually you find yourself. I mean, for mm-hmm. me, it's finding, it's like, wow, okay, this is who I was supposed to be. The me I, like I was this. supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. I like this better because I feel confident. I feel loved. I feel like I have this, like, again, this confidence that doesn't come from myself. It comes from who my father says I am. You know, it's kind of like think about when you're a little kid and maybe you had somebody who was messing with you or bullying you or whatever. And, and all of a sudden your dad showed up or your mom showed up or your big brother showed up. Your big up. brother. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they stood there and they're like, you're not going to. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, yeah, you're not going to do that to me. You know, and all of a sudden you feel confident and you feel strong because somebody bigger and better than you came along to, 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 to defend you. To defend you. And that's what the father does. I mean, he looks at you and he goes, no, you are not this, this, and this, and this. You know, you can be a child of God. You can be in, you know, you can be a part of, of this kingdom. You just have to say yes. You can be a part of this family. You just have to say yes, mm-hmm. you know. Um, well, do you think, here's what I thought, and I think I've said it before on this show. Everything that God has done from back in the exodus when the the tabernacle well i mean actually even before that in the garden of eden everything that he's done was so that he could we could have a relationship with him so that we could hang out with him that's all relationship it's all and when i when i i mean i've known that but when you really grasp that concept that the reason that jesus died was because god loved us that much that he wants to he wants to hang out with us yes he wants to be when i got that it blew me away and then even more the indwelling of him through Mm. the holy spirit i mean that it wasn't even enough to hang out with us he wanted to indwell us he wanted to be in a part of us in Mm. our in our deepest you know parts of us he wanted to i mean like there you can't get any closer than than inside your heart yeah inside your mind and inside your soul i mean it's just a beautiful thing and it's not always easy um this world is constantly coming at you and bombarding you and it's so easy to step back into the old ways but um but just be encouraged to know that you are accepted by god he wants you just as you are come to him um it's just like the prodigal son you know um um, he came. He was a mess. He was covered in p- pig poop, and I mean, he, it foul. I mean, he stunk. He all those kinds of things. And the father ran to him and embraced him. But I heard something the other day, and not only maybe it was here, maybe it was you that told me. But what the father didn't do was go look for him. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the father waited for him, and once he saw him and he knew he was coming, um, he ran to him. He didn't go look for him, right. but he waited for him and he looked. Waited. Looked out for him, right. as he, and I'm sure yeah. that he prayed for him the entire time that yeah. he was gone. Yeah, and he knew because he he the 
the father knew he's okay go do what you got to do and and yeah. i will i will be here when you're ready to come home i well, will be and, here and i don't know it was a jeremy maybe that was talking about that and he said you know i don't maybe the father said or maybe i heard it on tv i don't remember he goes i don't know this but you know maybe the father was like hey you know so and so go check and see how he's doing where's he at report back to me let me know you know and i mean he's a father right mm -hmm. so he's not going to forget his son He's going he's gonna to wait patiently. He's going to be praying for him. And that's how your heavenly father is as well. However, I believe even more so than the, than the parable of the prodigal son, I believe that God does pursue us. Mm -hmm. I believe that I he, he, I don't believe that he's um, passive in his relationship with us. I believe he pursues us. I, I mean, I, I can only say that by my own testimony. I believe he's passive when he needs to be. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean, he's, but he, he, to be quite honest, I feel passivity more now as a believer than I did as a non-believer from him. I sensed his pursuing of me more when I was a non-believer. Now I, because I'm in a different place, I almost feel like there's sometimes there's silence because I need to still my soul, I need to still my yep. mind, I need to still my heart, and I need to just wait on him. Mm -hmm. So waiting on him, where before it just, I mean, I, and that's my testimony, I don't know that, I'm sure there might be something in this book that says that, but for me personally, my story, which you can't dispute someone's story, was I can pinpoint multiple times in my life where I felt God's hand. I sensed his presence and I felt his protection around me. Um, and, and so on the flip side of that, I look back and I said, wow, he really was pursuing me. I mean, he was relentless in his love for me. He was not going to let me go. And I just believe he feels that way for everyone, for everyone. He does not want one to perish. Like he, when he, you know, John three sixteen. I mean, we quote it all the time, for God so loved who? the world for god so loved the world that he gave his only son it's not for god so loved the people who loved him or for the, god so the loved good ones. the ones who you know no yeah. isn't there a song the you won't relent until you have, have it, it all no. yeah yeah i like that song. the yeah. revelation song uh it's what? it's called relent Relent? Yeah. I thought it was the rope. No, mm -mm. I'm thinking of another no, one. No, different one. Different one. So They all get messed up. So yeah, up. guys, just, I mean, I, I had a whole bunch of scriptures in like Ephesians and stuff like that, and there's so much in this book that just, I mean, this whole book is a love letter to you. It's a love letter and a guidebook that God wrote to you, you know? He wrote it to you. He wrote it to me. Um, it's it, There's nobody that this book can't reach and touch, but you have to open it up and you have to just dive into it. And some days you're gonna read it and you're gonna be like, it's like deaf ears. And sometimes you're gonna read it and it's gonna, you're, I mean, how many times do you read something like that's underlined four different times and you read it and you're like, oh, that's what it means. And you've underlined it four different times, but this particular time it like just well, penetrates it, and it's God's time. Yeah. And we talked about that actually, Randy and I talked about that not that long ago about what, you know, when you're a, when you're a new Christian and you're first reading it, everything is just like, oh, oh my mm -hmm. gosh. Mm -hmm. And then the further you go, you feel like, at least sometimes I do, I feel like, am I not, am I not getting it? Am I not? But we, our nuggets become fewer, they're a little further between, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Right. But, but, but and not to say that they're not there. But you're right. There's stuff that you read and you've read it and you read it and then the 17th time you read it, you're like, oh my gosh, I, mm -hmm. it's amazing. Yep, it sure is. Can we say something really cute? They're really, really 
can we say something about our cute little silent partner sitting yes. at the other end of our yes, table? Yes, we can. So we have a little, and it's not Jack. Um, Although he's silent too. Um, yep. So we do have a guest with us today. A silent partner. A silent partner. Miss Sarah King. Yes. This is my daughter-in-law. Daughter-in-law too. Yes. yes. Cutest little thing ever. Yes, yes, yes. All right, guys. Well, unfortunately, our time has run out, but I do want to end with wow. a song. I okay. know it does. It's so fast. I don't know if you all in the general audience there, um, you know, we're huge fans of Bethel Music here, and they just recently released a CD, and it's fantastic. It's called Victory. You should go pick it up. Um, they should pay me royalty checks because I promote them so much. <laughs> um, but I want to share a song that just really grabbed my heart um, from that CD. And of course, I'm going to just butcher it but um get the get the original copy you'll love it um and you guys have a great week remember that jesus is crazy about you he just longs to have a relationship with you so much and you are completely accepted in his family you just have Amen. to step through that door and say i want to be a part of this family and he says yes with loving Amen. arms so have a great week guys
Goodness of God.